0: What if I said to you that you're not alone? There are so many businesses and individuals out there that struggle to know if all the marketing they are doing today is actually working the best that it can. They question whether the things have been set up correctly and are performing to their highest maximum potential. What we provide in these podcasts are opportunities to teach individuals businesses, and marketing professionals tools, techniques, and tips to help simplify and streamline what you're doing for marketing today. These tools will help you to put time back into your busy schedule, time in which we hear so often that business people do not have. So grab a pen and paper, a bowl of popcorn, And sit back, let's get started. Hello, and welcome to What Makes You Click, a podcast about successful marketing approaches and tips. Every episode provides our listeners with innovative marketing trends, ideas, and strategies that drive increased revenue opportunities. Our guest experts, influencers, and business owners share their unique perspective on what makes customers click sit back and tune in for money-making advice from our experienced and hilarious marketing experts. Before we begin this podcast, let me introduce myself. My name is Amanda Schneck. I have over 20 years of marketing experience helping businesses to achieve marketing strategies, lead generation opportunities, and growth in their businesses. I helped them to uncover new and unforeseen revenue opportunities that they might not even know existed. And from there, I, 10 years ago, created Pearl Marketing. We are a New Hampshire-based marketing consulting agency that works with all businesses to uncover the unique areas of expertise that each person brings to the table, and then help them to develop that marketing so that they are constantly achieving their goals. When I began my career 20 years ago, I was teaching college kids all about the marketing industry so that they could go on and have successful careers. Today, I teach 40 to 50-year-old CEOs and business professionals that marketing is fun when you have the knowledge and power to be great at it. So, whether you are a college student looking for an A and to pass my class, or you are a business owner looking for a million dollars and to run a successful company, we all have strategies to accomplish our goals. And so, no matter how old you are, marketing allows you to tap into a creative side and capture your audience's attention. And when you see the success of a marketing campaign you created, or that you can show that next month, you have a higher return on your marketing investment, that's when it all clicks. In this series, we are going to be discussing the difference between lead generation and lead nurturing and why it is very important to your business. So let's get right into it. Lead generation, what is it? I get this question all the time. Lead generation is the process of a person indicating interest in your company's product or service in some way. So this is a cold lead where someone has found your business, whether on a search or driven by your place, they are expressing interest in your company's product or service. It is the process of attracting and converting strangers, people who don't know you, and prospects, into someone who wants to work with you in some fashion. Lead generation occurs after you have attracted that audience, and are ready to convert these visits into leads for your sales team. So you might be asking yourself, how do I attract leads? There are many different ways we can do this. We can attract people by putting out blog content, optimizing keywords using social media as a great tool to connect with individuals, and offering some sort of incentive to entice them to come into your business. Now, it doesn't always have to be something free or something discounted. But remember, there's always strategies out there that say, buy two, get one free, or two for a dollar. Now think about that. If you go to a store and it says two for a dollar, but then if you only buy one, guess what that price is? That price is going to be 50 cents for one item, and you think by looking at a sign that says two for a dollar, you are getting a bargain. There are times that people will be introduced to your business, but they may not always sign up or purchase from you. So these people become leads. Leads are those people that express some sort of interest, but may or may not buy from you right away. So in this process, we look at it as something called lead nurturing. It's converting, in the process of converting, these existing leads into recurring and loyal customers. The goals in lead nurturing is to extend prospect engagement to develop customer acquisition, turning these prospects into leads, and re-engaging older prospects with relevant, useful content to your brand. Now, you may be wondering, What does all of this mean to me? So let me give you an example. I walk into a store, I'm interested in a product that you have, but I don't buy right away. For whatever that reason might be, I just don't pull the trigger. So your job is to know that I might be interested in this product and then entice me with incentives for your business to try to come back and buy from you. We see this often online. If you go to a website and you're interested in a product but you don't put it into your shopping cart, Then all of a sudden you start seeing that item following you around on the internet. That is a way for that business to be enticing you to come back and purchase that item. And once you purchase that item, all of a sudden that ad stops following you on the internet. So what you are doing in the lead generation and lead nurturing process is trying to entice them with something to sign up. Now that could be anything from a white paper to a special invitation to a party that you're having or an exclusive event. You're trying to find what gets them to actually start shopping at your business. So what we're gonna get into is that entire process of attracting, converting, engaging, closing, and delighting customers. So let's start with the first one, attract. Who are we trying to attract to our business? We are attracting visitors. We do that through social media posts and content, by promoting our business through pay-per-click advertisements, whether on social media or maybe through one of the search engines like Google or Yahoo. We optimize blogs. We write blog content, stuff that people want to learn about and will help them to make educated and informed decisions on your business. And we do that by putting in relevant keywords and finding out what drives them to make decisions on purchasing. Are they interested in sale items? Are they interested in new arrivals? Are they trying to purchase for family or Christmas or holiday type gifts. We have to be attracting these visitors in some way. Then what we do is we convert them into what we call leads. We convert these individuals by landing pages. We put forms on these landing pages for them to fill out. We have strong what we call Call to action. What is it that you want me to do for your business? You don't want me to visit your website and then just say, "Mm, I wasn't really interested and move on to the next business. No, your job is to keep me entertained and on your page so that I am always interested in what you have to say and what you have to promote. So that call to action has to be solid. So the other item to converting leads is offers. What is the offer that you're giving to me? Now, like I said, not always going to be a discounted offer, but you need to be thinking about what would entice me to want to buy from you repeatedly Now a landing page is a one page website that basically tells me everything I need to know to make that decision on whether or not I want to fill out that form. So it's going to tell me a little bit about your business. It's going to tell me a little bit about why I should be working and partnering with you. And it's going to show me what it is I gain through either a testimonial or maybe a video that says, this is what you will experience when working with our business. So this whole conversion process is very important to all strategies for businesses. Now, third stage, engage. Who are we trying to engage? We are engaging shoppers. So shoppers are those individuals, as I just gave in that example, those ads that follow you around on the internet, if you don't buy that product you found online, those are called retargeting ads. And whether we like them or not, They work. They work because that thing is constantly in your face. You see it. You see it on a news website. You see it on social media. You see that picture, that image, whether it's an item of clothing or just an ad for a business, it follows you on the internet. It's almost saying to you, here I am, still haven't gone anywhere, and now it's sitting in the back of your mind. On average, it takes consumers about six to seven, sometimes even eight touch points before we start remembering all of the things that we need to know. So if I made a call to your business today or someone you know decided to go in and explore co- uh, content that has to do with your business, that would require me to follow up with you at least five more times in order for you to maybe start to remember my company or who the company is down the street and what they have to offer. So now let's get into the fourth stage, closing. Who are we closing? We're closing customers. We're closing customers by constantly nurturing them with content. Now, for example, you may be in a business where you can write white papers or maybe you have exclusive tools for your business that you only want to give to people that subscribe to your newsletters. Or maybe you send them a webinar. Maybe you're placing your customers into email drip campaigns. Email drip campaigns are a series of emails that are set over a specific time frame that nurture these people further into your brand. And now in email drip campaigns. You might start off with a quick introduction email to your business and then you might start off a second email with these are the ways we can support you. Your third email, maybe you time it three days after your second email, is a case study or a video testimonial that one of your customers gave as to why you helped their business and why they enjoyed working with you. So in an email drip campaign, you can further use it to identify how you are going to close these customers. Now, the five, fifth, and final stage, delighting promoters. Now this is a very important step. When you delight promoters, you have these brand advocates for you. They are out there in your community speaking about you. They are the ones, if someone says, hey, do you have a recommendation for a restaurant I could go to eat at tonight? They are the ones that would be advocating for your business. Why are they promoters? Because they've had a really great experience with your business. So in promoters, this is where you're asking for reviews. I have to tell you, sometimes I'm not even great at asking for reviews. But positive reviews are probably one of the best ways that people learn about a business without even knowing them. So if I go to a different state, or I'm visiting family, and I am not sure any of these restaurants around me, guess what I do? I go online and I look at these reviews because I am curious to see what other experiences people have. So it's very, very important. In this stage, you should also be doing surveys. Survey your customers. What went well? what could we have done differently? Now, what you can create as a survey is something called an NPS, net performance score survey. So basically what an NPS survey does is give a scaled ranking from a scale of one to 10 and ask people, how did they enjoy working with your business? Now, you obviously, 10 would be the highest, one would be the lowest. So you may set Parameters based on your business model saying, All right, if we get a score of anywhere between eight and 10, that is a really great score, and we are happy with that. If we get a score between six and seven, we may need to figure out what actually happened. If we receive a score between one and five, then that might be the opportunity that you need to reach out to that customer and find out why your business scored that way. These NPS surveys really truly help businesses to understand their strengths. And their areas of opportunity. And the one thing you will never hear me say is that any business has a weakness. We all have our strengths, but we all have our areas where we can grow and have much more success in what we do. And we just need the tools to do it. So that is the process, attracting visitors, converting leads, engaging shoppers, closing customers, delighting promoters. Now, one of the things that you might often hear about is this funnel process. So we refer to this as the marketing funnel. And in this marketing funnel, we call the top of the funnel, the middle of the funnel, and the bottom of the funnel very different opportunities for your brand. So in the top of the funnel, That's where you are trying to entice people with blog content, or guides, or social media posts, or pay-per-click advertisements, or even podcasts. Video, awesome way to also get people engaged at the top of the funnel. In the middle of the funnel, you're now further showing people that you are a subject matter expert in your industry. So you could be sending them eBooks, white papers, webinars that you've pre-recorded, newsletters, just to get them engaged with your business or some sort of tool that you can only get exclusively by signing up for a newsletter. At the bottom of the funnel, this is really your opportunity to try selling your business. So now you can send them successful case studies. You can send them comparisons of where businesses were before they worked with you to where they are now. FAQs demos, reviews. This is the bottom of the funnel because ultimately what this stage is doing is converting all these people into loyal customers. And that's a very important step because again, when you convert these individuals, now you're hopefully got the delight section, which is delighting promoters and getting them out there to talk about your brand. So let's just talk about lead generation content. How do we get people to engage with our lead generation efforts? I probably get asked this question all the time. I don't know how to contact my my customers. I don't even know where to begin. In fact, let me tell you a quick story. In my office, I actually have a couch and I've had so many businesses come and sit down on my couch and just tell me all about their problems in marketing and it's usually i don't have the time i don't understand how to do this or i just don't even know where to begin and at the end of all of that they say to me i feel like i just went through a marketing therapy session and you know what that's probably the best compliment that i can ever get because i want to make sure that i'm listening i am listening to what people are saying to me and that's what all of you should be doing too listen to your audience Listen to your customers, figure out what they want. So how do we get people to engage with our lead generation efforts? Well, there's a couple of ones that, you know, are pretty self-explanatory. Phone calls, cold calls, those work, they don't work. It's a, it's a hit or miss sometimes. When you're making a cold call, you might be spending your time calling about 100 people to maybe get one or two people interested in your business it doesn't always work right away. And that's why the lead generation and lead nurturing process is very important. Now networking, networking is a great way. Asking for referrals. Hey, use that NPS survey that I was just talking about. If you had a great experience, wonderful. Could you introduce us to anybody in your business? You might get some introductions, you might not. You might have to entice them. I've seen businesses offer gift cards. Hey, if you can send us a referral, we'd love to enter you into a a drawing for a gift card every month. It's a way to incentivize people to do something for you. Websites, websites are a great way. They're your online selling tool to explain who you are. It's like your business resume. Many times, What do people do? They introduce themselves, they meet you. Then you tell them who you are. What are they gonna do next? As soon as you walk away, that night, next day, they're going to be Googling your business and looking you up. They want to learn a little bit more about your website. What does the website do? It shows credibility. It shows you that you are the brand. You have a legitimate business. Social media, great tool. Search engine optimization, speaking engagements, pay-per-click ads, landing pages, blogs, video marketing, sponsoring events, attending events, and trade shows, all great ways to generate leads. It's interest to your business. Let me tell you some fun facts about the businesses that I work with. Most companies that I partner with do not have a strategy. They have been just winging it from day one and Sometimes it's been successful and other times it hasn't. And that's the biggest frustration that they have is that they just don't know. And that's where these podcasts and all of the trainings and consulting sessions that I have done with businesses truly put the power back into their hands. They feel confident. They feel empowered to be able to perform these tools the right way and efficiently. So a marketing strategy is about what you currently do and what you are currently not doing. So in any marketing strategy, there are three key elements. The analysis of a current business goal and objective, the strategy to help guide the business through its goals and objectives, and three, set a current action or call to action of implementing the strategy. So let's start with the first one, analysis of the current business goal and objectives. So maybe you are tasked with the idea of trying to grow your business by 20 new leads in the the calendar year and an extra $50,000 to your business. So that is your goal. Now, you need to come up with a plan to work through that goal. And that's where number two comes in. Strategy to help guide the business through its goals and objectives. So you may say, I'm going to create a webinar. I'm going to automate that webinar. And I'm going to invite people through pay-per-click ads to watch my webinar. And at the end, I'm going to offer them an incentive. That incentive might be a free download. Um, It could be a, a free course. Or it could be a paid opportunity to partner with you, but maybe at some sort of discounted rate for attending that class. It is a strategy that your business is developing to help you achieve these goals and objectives. Then set the current actions into play and analyze it. So make sure you're running it. Don't set it and forget it. This isn't chicken in a rotisserie. We need to make sure that we are watching what's happening because the worst thing you could ever do is say, what was the success in the return on investment or ROI of our campaign? And your answer is, I don't know. You need to know. And that's what making sure that you have a clear and defined action plan and set of analytics that you're looking at. So make sure you know how many clicks your pay per click campaign is receiving. How many website views are you receiving each month? How many conversions? or people filling out the form on your landing page to then receive whatever content you're providing. That's conversions. Make sure you know this information. And then track the number of sales that come from these campaigns. One of the worst things businesses do is they never ask, how did you hear about us? That is the first question I always ask every single business because I want to know which one of my marketing efforts are working. And I'm going to tell you, I have been surprised over the years that some that I thought would never work out became some of my top revenue generating opportunities. And the ones that I thought were working were actually not even giving me one lead. So make sure you have an idea as to what is working well and what is not. Now, What I want to do is I want to bring in one of our good colleagues and friends of ours, Mr. Tim McMahon. He is the marketing strategist and director of marketing at St. Joseph Hospital. And in this, I want Tim to explain how lead generation has really, truly helped his business grow. So now we're going to get into meeting our guest interviewer, Tim McMahon, who is the director of marketing at St. Joseph Hospital. Tim, why don't you introduce ourselves?
1: Great. Thank you, Amanda. Thanks for having me. So My name is Tim McMahon. I'm the Director of Marketing at St. Joe's uh, for the last two and a half years. And if you, you don't know what St. Joe's is, we're a hospital here in Greater Nashville. We've been here since 1908. We are a 208-bed acute care hospital, and we also have 11 outpatient clinics surrounding Nashua, Hudson, Merrimack, and Milford.
0: Tell us a little bit about some of your specialty in those clinics that you have at the hospital.
1: Sure. So inside the hospital, we offer rheumatology, orthopedics, gastroenterology, OBGYN, midwifery, and many others.
0: Awesome. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to be here in this segment. So what I'd love to do is just ask you a little bit about what your hospital does in terms of marketing and advertising. And then, you know, get a really good idea for these. So this podcast that we've been doing is about lead generation, talking about how do people connect with individuals that don't have any awareness to their hospital, or just in general to their businesses. And then how do you nurture these people into clients, patients, etc. So let me start off by asking you, how do you Generate awareness to your hospital and practice?
1: You know, we use a lot of different mediums to generate traffic. And, you know, the hope, of course, from a marketing perspective, is that that traffic turns into new patients. Now, obviously, there's a lot of other factors that go into someone becoming a new patient, but if we can get them to the website, that's really our first goal. So we do uh, a wide mix of both online marketing. As well as what you know, most people would consider traditional marketing, like TV and radio and um, and newspapers and things like that. So, you know, some of the things that are, we really focus on on a daily basis are things like Google Ads, Facebook Ads, lots of online video on YouTube and Vimeo and places like that. But we also move into, like I mentioned, TV. So we run video ads on Comcast, but we also run them on our streaming channels, things like Hulu and Amazon. So those are all really helpful. Um, We also are super involved in supporting our community. So we do a ton of events and we sponsor a lot of organizations' events as well. So things like the Healthy Kids Running Series right here in Nashua, we're the only, only, only local sponsor that uh, takes part in that event. We also work with a lot of nonprofits like the Front Door Agency, uh, the Boys and Girls Club of Greater Nashua, and many others.
0: That's great. So tell me a little bit about the partnerships that you built. You seemingly are really integrated into a lot of the nonprofits, into really helping and supporting the community. So what does that mean to you as a hospital, especially when you have a lot of these services that you know cross- to what they're offering as well.
1: Sure. So it's it's kind of funny because we're a nonprofit, but we support a lot of other nonprofits as well. And, you know, there's two factors to it. You know, one, of course, is we want to support our community. We want to reach out and help people wherever they are. Um, We are a very mission-based hospital, and we believe it's part of our mission to help anybody and everybody at all times. But there's also a marketing angle to it. So the more engaged we can get with these nonprofits and again, supporting their events and, and being out there with our banners and our signs and things like that, it's better for us as well. So it really, it really fills kind of two goals for us.
0: That's great. So talking about your social media and, and all of your different marketing avenues, which media avenues do you find patients interacting with your brand the most?
1: so it's it's probably mostly social media is where we get the most interaction which i guess isn't really a big surprise because it's something where we post on social media across multiple channels every single day and usually multiple times a day so we post on facebook we post on twitter instagram linkedin and most recently even TikTok, which might sound kind of funny coming from a hospital but There is a market for it because TikTok, the average age is about 18 to 40. And people are looking at TikTok every single day. And if you can make videos that speak to that audience, those videos can go viral. And then you can use those videos on Instagram and Facebook as well. So we really see a lot of value in kind of diversifying our marketing efforts. And, you know, social media has certainly been a big piece of that. Certainly from an engagement standpoint. Um, obviously, we, we do a lot of other marketing I mentioned, things like you know, Google ads, um, newspaper ads, we do a lot of blogs, um, we try to put a lot of content out there through email marketing as well, so we, we get engagement through that um, as well, but social media has definitely been number one.
0: That's great. Well, you know, I want to thank you for taking the time to share your story. And in the next few episodes that you continue listening on, you'll hear back again from Tim on some more in depth lead generation opportunities that they are doing over at their hospital. Thank you so much, Tim, for being part of this.
1: Great. Thanks, Amanda.
0: As our podcast starts to come to a close, there's a few key takeaways that I want to make sure that you all are understanding and have the knowledge and power to do. Make sure you understand. Your lead generation strategies. Come up with a plan. Map out your goals. Know where you want to go and what you're trying to achieve. Then start building what that looks like. What are you going to do? What are you going to entice your consumers to buy from you? How are you going to get them to be loyal customers and those brand promoters? Sometimes we need incentives. So think of it that way, but do not. Always lead with something free. People want to just trust you as a business, trust your expertise, and they will do business with you because of you. I want to thank all of you for taking the time to listen to our first ever podcast series. Now, make sure that you tune in each week and download all of the episodes. We are going to be creating This series on lead generation, talking about more in depth topics each week about what this process looks like and how you can use it to support your business. We encourage you to go follow us on social media or visit our website at promarketing.com. Thank you so much for your time, and we look forward to connecting with you in the next episode. You have reached the end of another episode of What Makes You Click. Check us out at promarketing.com forward slash what makes you click. Don't forget to sign up for our newsletter to receive our free resources and materials. See you in the next episode.